Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. think your partner's hiding from you? Are there challenges in your relationship that you're afraid to discuss with her? And are you spending more time complaining than talking about what you want? Today, my wife, Allison Lanier, returns to the show. She has over 20 years of professional experience helping individuals and couples through relationship challenges. In this discussion, we talk about some of the tough conversations we face with each other, why so many couples are making things way harder than they need to be, and we even explore what we can learn by watching women pleasure themselves. So yeah, you want to speak into that. You're going to need your nose. It's a little like more in my nose than my mouth. Well, then you want to point it at your mouth. Look at this. There you go. <laughs> that's at your. That's pointing at your throat now. Well, okay. A little bit. There you go. That's max- you, maximum. This is developed by men. You think microphones were developed by mm-hmm. men? Explain. Okay, we'll explain that. I already told you. I know. You're I wanna, recording. I know what you're doing. No, I want to know why you think microphones <laughs> were developed by men. I want to see where this goes. Because when I, you set me up for these things, you put the mic right in my, like a dick in my face. <laughs> like, here, here. You see you, so you think that we developed, <laughs> men were like, this is a way to get this dicks. Is, this is a way no, to get dicks. No, it's all like subconscious. It's like, this is really good. This is like phallus is like the monument, Washington monument. <laughs> so we just, we, we just wake up every morning. It's like, I got to make dicks. Dudes. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, it looks like, it's, did you see this? Like, is this where you just want to... Okay, yeah, I'll own it. This is like... uh, So when I sit here and this mic is like an inch from my mouth, less than an inch from my mouth. Yeah. It's like somebody's trying to shove something in my face. Mm. Like a mic or a dick. It could just be a microphone. It could just be a tool. It's totally just a mic. That's how I'm going to look at it. You know what? You could look at it and it's like, it's trying to help you be heard. It's trying to help you. It's not trying to offend you. Right. Yeah. Just trying to help. Yeah, totally. Uh, okay. Welcome to the new man. 
You want to do the I'm intro? Driven here. Oh, how do I, how's it, how does it go? I'm awesome. <laughs> do, do yeah, do that intro. Let me hear it. Let me hear the new man intro. Let's <laughs> see if I can do it without laughing. Welcome to the new man. I'm Triplin here. Here <laughs> we're talking to my wife today. <laughs> I'm gonna find ways to be awesome in the interview. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. You are good. <laughs> Wow. Anything else you want to get off your chest before we get started here? I uh, might be feeling a little frisky today. You might be feeling a little frisky? <laughs> Meaning like you need to attack me some more? No. Do you feel no. attacked? Yes. You do not. Do I am, you? I am wounded. How are you feeling attacked? I'm wounded right and I'm outraged. All right. I'm offended. What are you not telling me? That's what today we're- Today on the show- <laughs> Well, let's talk about that because that's that is what we're talking about. We, you and I, both work as professionals, and we talk to people, and inevitably, I think more in your line of work, the relational stuff comes up, and you describe describe that scenario that that you hear where people come to you and they've got a problem with. They start to talk about their relationship and what? What are you hearing? Well, essentially, what I hear a lot repetitively is the two couples are just kind of on different planets. Each person, respectively, is on a different planet. And meaning what they believe is going on, what they think they've communicated, or what they th- what they even think is going on with the other person, or what they think, how they think the relationship is going is really different. They're just completely missing one another. I, I find this like you, if you were to ask one person in the relationship, hey, how are things going with you and your, your spouse or your partner? They say, yeah, things are fine. And then the other person would be like, I don't know how much longer yeah, I can I take Yeah, I want a this. divorce. I'm like <laughs> thinking about getting a divorce or I can't okay. stand him or I yeah, like I can't believe he doesn't. Yeah. So that's the two sides. Those are the two planets that, that we get in. And, and that person who might be really struggling, or they might both be struggling, but there's one that wants to maintain a certain, like, hey, everything's fine and everything's good, but they're not talking about it necessarily. Yeah. They might they might be talking about it with other people. They might be complaining and yeah. bitching and moaning. They may even be going to somebody like you or somebody like me to talk about it. But when we say, Hey, have you, have you talked to your partner yeah, about this? No, have you, have that's you, right. and then they're just like, no, no, I haven't talked yeah. to them about it. They, that one of my first question always is, well, have you asked them about this thing that you're thinking is going on? And they're like, this silence just crickets. And this is about sex. This is about money. This could be about, it could be about shared responsibilities and roles in the house. It can be about, really it's about things, you know, often it's just about what's not happening the way that they want it to happen or the the relation it could be it, so it could be relational or it could be real practical okay but um but sort of it's whatever it is isn't going down the way that they want it to go down or the the way that lights them up and has them feeling like they're in a partnership okay the things that i hear from guys are the problems are sex either they're not mm-hmm. having sex the other one would be something around money there's mm-hmm. some aspect somebody somebody's spending and not spending or or whatever uh it might be a way how they're dealing with their kids one might mm-hmm. be parenting a certain style and the other one's not doing that they don't have it they're not on the same page with that um and then there's just like the stuff around the house like yeah, who's gonna do whatever sure. but those 
those areas can get really can can start to to really create a bind and it's easy to be like, well, my partner's not doing this, she's not doing this, or he's not doing that, but then we're not speaking up and saying, well, will you do this or won't you do that? Um, and, and, and I just want to kind of lay this out is that uh, everybody can be acting like everything's great. Like if you actually talk to somebody, they can be like, yeah, everything's fine. But then this is the norm that they're tolerating this level of um, dis-ease, right? This, this level of discomfort yeah. and, this, and, this, and it just becomes the norm for them but it's building up a lot of toxicity. It, it has them become roommates instead of lovers. Um, there's the couples that are out there, they're more invested in looking good and they, they kind of Photoshop their lives. But if you actually get to know them, who they are behind closed doors, they, they're, yeah, they, they're mean to each other. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're really hard on each other. Or so, very distant. Or, or distant. You know, the, and you know, one of the examples I can think of that you talked about with like you, what you hear a lot with no sex I'm thinking of a couple that I worked with about a year ago who um, they they really did life well, like they were good partners in life. They were good parents and they they handled things pretty well. And um, but they just had zero sex. And there was there's a trauma history there for each of them. And they basically just went with it like went along with like, well, everything else is good. So what if this little area is like full of cobwebs and yuckiness and that, but periodically pretty much like every six weeks, they would have a huge blow up fight. And it was about basic, like deep needs, deep intimacy, pleasure, all those things not getting met. And uh, they wouldn't necessarily say that though in the fight. It was often just like, oh, you're such a blobbity blue. And it's like, oh, I know I'm not enough or 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 like, you know, Get you this, blame this or why can't you be this or, you know, that sort of thing. So but but so that's where you talked about, like tolerating it. And these this these this couple had been together for almost 20 years. So, they, you know, it's like you figure out what you tolerate versus what you really want. Okay. And the things that I hear from guys are like, well, I'm not, we're not talking about it because my partner, she doesn't listen or she gets too emotional or she's going to just shoot me down. Uh, we can't be helped. We, we tried, we went to a couple of therapy sessions one time and it didn't work. Well, and there's also like, I don't want it. Like everything's great. I don't like things aren't wrong for me. It's only wrong with her. So that's like the flip she's side, the one right? that like, yeah. yeah, like she's just crazy or okay. she's just emotional or she just, she, it's never enough. Like there's, there can be sort of a reverse thing around like the reverse, not taking responsibility, you know, yeah. like I'm fine. Well, that takes two people. That's the thing is like, if there's a dynamic in there. It takes both sides. One may be hiding the information, but the other person has to be like, how, how in the dark can you be? Right? Like you, feeling your partner withdrawn from you or notice noticing that this person isn't you know speaking up or like how's everything going fine really fine is yeah, your but answer there's a lot of people that are that are willing to just be like okay if that's what i mean is fine. that that's yeah. what i mean is they're, they're willing to just buy into it and be like okay yeah. she said she was fine i'm gonna yeah. go with it i'm gonna ignore my intuition that says something's off here that's the part where i'm well, saying i don't want to poke takes. the skunk like yeah. i don't want to you know i don't want to get into this we can't talk about without fighting or hurting one another or spending more time you know i'll, I'll spend more time blaming and bitching to my friends or out there or just stewing in my own shit mm -hmm. rather than let's let's figure out a solution here and it's, it feels like a resignation it's just like you throw up your arms like whatever 
Totally. I'm and, do, and, and respect, like a lot of people are hustling every day and I, I see it all the time. Like there's a, one partner is like, I'm just full, like just, just let me watch my show. Like, or just let me have some space by myself. And yeah. like, but that, that precious time at the end of the day or on the weekend is, is like more valued to like, let me just take care of myself and not us, not okay. tend to what might be going on here that could make my whole life better. Yeah. And we've gone through versions of this. I don't want to paint some picture that you and I are somehow immune from this. Um, we've had to deal with it. There was challenges that we've had with regards to our sex life after our daughter yeah, was born. Yeah, we've talked about that. Right? Um, attraction for others. Yeah. Uh, that's all been on the show already. We should. There's been bring money up stuff. More. We've yeah. had money issues to go through. There's been parenting challenges, yeah. particularly for me. Um, yeah. And then with regards to your own spirituality and how that maps up with our relationship. Yeah. And so th there's places where we've, we've, we've drawn lines and be like, yeah, we can talk about things, but only up to this point, we don't yeah. go into that territory because that's where things can get dicey. Well, and I want to speak to that because I want, I mean, more like the real sort of like what people, people love to know, like what's inside our house, like what don't goes don't on talk, between. Let's not talk about us right now. <laughs> Everything's fine. Let's Photoshop our lives and post it on Instagram. So, um, <laughs> no, but the, you know, what happens and the, and I'll just speak for myself here because this is a, you know, I think this can speak to how things can feel complex on the inside, even when they might not seem so on the outside like from, from your, from you to me, like it's real, I might be all kinked up and you're like, what's going on over there? You know? So, um, with regards to spirituality, that's for me, that's been a really deeply private piece of my life, my whole life. It's been, I've just had a deeply private relationship with my spirituality. And, um, I just in my own personal growth, really deciding that it's as a mother and where I am in my life, just really coming into a clarity that I can't cordon off and sort of hide mm -hmm. this aspect of me that's really a huge piece of me. And, and because of whatever, you know, it could be all the shaming or, or like all the ways that we're all kinked up and wounded around spirituality and religion or whatever, um, sex, all this stuff. Yeah. All, yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Like fill in the blank. That's Money, why I'm sex, trying to say this. That, yeah. yeah. So like fill in the blank that fits, that fits for you as you're the listener. And, but like, because of all the things that have caused, um, armoring or contraction or some sort of like, mm, uh, that doesn't feel good to go there. And, and this is really precious to me. And I don't want like, I don't want anybody fucking with this. This is, this is why I've kept it private. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a piece of that. That's like, it can be really uncomfortable for me. It can, it can mean a lot to me. Oh, so like what happens if I bring it to you and you shoot it down right. or you, and you and I have pretty, I mean, it can occur on the outside that we have pretty different views. Right. And one of the things for me that stops me from bringing more to you in this context, like in with this topic is I am very aware, like you have what occurs to me as set ideas on a thing, on the spirituality thing or on the religious thing or on the whatever, on the life after death thing or not, or, you know, that sort of thing. And your fixed ideas 
are so fixed that I get the experience of like, well, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be open to what I have to say. You're not gonna, even if you are willing to listen to what I have to say, then you're still gonna be like, oh, that's just her making shit up again. You know, like there's this experience of like, wait, he's not willing to actually meet me and get to know me here. And, and, and like in a way where it. he, yeah, like or that. like, yeah, maybe some diminishing or, or just, but there's sort of this experience of like, you're just not available. Mm. And that's the thing that I really want to speak to when it comes to like, well, what are we doing? And how do mm -hmm. we, like all the complaints, it comes from these really ten, often tender places where the thing that we want to bring up really matters to us, but we don't know how to do it without um, kind of sliming, like, sadly, like for me, I've slimed you plenty of times of like, you're just going to be like this, or you're just going to think that. And you're like, whoa, who right. are you talking about? I right. I felt that way a couple of minutes ago when you, when you were like, you're going to be this way, you're going to be the other way. I was like, wow. I, Cause I was in my yeah. mind, I'm thinking, actually, I've always listened to you. You've always listened. <laughs> I've right, always been do. curious about, it's help true. me understand what you're saying. But I get that where it's still like, you need something else in order to feel more well, safe or more open or you want more accept there's something in there where you want my validation well, and without that it's it, let me check this out yeah. without that validation it still feels unsafe it still feels like i'm over here and i'm getting ready to to judge you or come down on you without the validation you said yeah what, what's missing there because i'm well, like wow, i think I do for listen. me what's missing for me which uh, i don't always catch you catch this um i mean i try to catch it but but it's that piece that we're like the checking it out. Like I'm holding a store. I'm looking through a certain lens. Right. I'm looking at you in a certain way, in mm -hmm. a certain light. That's a story I'm telling about you. And, and so this is how you if are. This is how you all are. the behaviors and factors. And I can find a million different nonverbal reasons through your nonverbal body language that your whole, that that's actually is happening in the story. Like, oh, see, he's doing that. See, he did that with his eyes or see, he did that with his breath. And there it supports the story that I'm holding about him. Even if that's what's happening, I'm actually not checking it out. And there's an opportunity when I check it out, not just for me to own that I'm like, I'm actually holding you at arm's length, mm -hmm. but there's also an opportunity that if you happen to be doing those things, it's being called out, it's being named. So you get to be like, oh my God, I totally was doing that thing. Yeah. But shit. I don't want to do that with you. All right. There's so much, let's unpack this because I wasn't anticipating we we're going to go here, but the, the, there's a few things that, that happen when we've been, when we're, we're in a place where we feel vulnerable. We're, we're, whether it has to do with money or sex or just wanting attention yeah. or connection yeah. or depth, like, hey, depth. I'm really into yeah. personal development. My right. partner's not into personal development. Yes. I'm really into spirituality in this way. My partner's yeah. not into that. Like, whatever it is, there's something that's sacred to us. It means a lot to yeah. us where we have a story that our partner's on, not into it. And so we clamp down and, and then we actually... What I'm getting is we actually start to look for validation that they're not yes, into it. That's right. We look for it. It's like, see, that's right. See, they're not into it. It's not safe to that's bring right. it up. And so we, that's where we hide out. That's where we create a division. And I want to just there's a there's a huge cost to this, which is that it kills trust. Absolutely. It kills the it creates bond. distance right away. Toxicity, resentment, it kills sexual chemistry, has us just it has us believe the relationships in a much worse place than it actually is. Yeah. And so the part that we want to name here is like, we can feel justified. See, he huffed there. He did a little sigh. Yeah, he's, totally. he's, he doesn't have any point here. 
and and we're going to talk is how to how to clear this up a bit more name this stuff as we go through it but it, we can't just buckle and be like see that my partner's not on the yeah. same page and 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 i think this is the part where it gets really hard for people it get it, cuz it, it's hard it happens really fast it ha- it takes uh, it takes well, yeah, a level for- of self awareness to be like oh my god i'm totally holding i'm the one that's holding you at arm's length all the while I'm telling the story that you're not going to be open to what I have to bring. Exactly. That's the part I want to underline is that if, if we're sitting out there and we're the ones that are feeling blaming or judgy or pissed off or resentful about our partner, we've got to take a look at like, where, where am I being, how am I the person that's pushing them away? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like, let's take, we want to take responsibility for that. And it might seem like that might be the place where we just are in our blind spot where we're doing what we need to do to protect ourselves. Yeah. We want to be right. Yeah. We want to avoid, um, you know, getting hurt. We want to avoid risk. We want to avoid looking stupid or looking weak or being wrong. We want to avoid all of those different places. And so this is where we will, will choose to perpetuate this story that it's a, it's our partner that is the one that's creating this distance. Yeah. And, and so we miss the opportunity to see where we can take responsibility for ourselves. doesn't mean we have to collapse. They may have a part in it as well. Totally. They may be doing some dumb shit, but we've got to look at our part in, in co-creating that. Yeah. And that, you know, that's something that I, I'm thinking of another couple that I worked with and it was like every time they would attempt they, every time they would just attempt to clear, you know, clear something or connect on something, it would end up in a fight. And it was basically like each of them were having this sort of respective dance with their stories and not with each other, but it was happening so fast. It would escalate so fast. And so, so then the, what they're, the experience that they get left with is like, screw this. This is like, she's just going to blow up at me or I can't have a conversation without getting angry. And she collapses when I get angry. And you know, then it's about me being angry and like, it just goes off track. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in this scenario before we talk about, you know, some of the ways that we can clear it up. Because what I see happening in these scenarios is that first and foremost is we're just not taking responsibility. We're not speaking up. So that's the big one is just that we're hiding out. Period. It's yes. too scary to bring to our partner. So we just say, hey, I can't talk to them about it. We come up with some reason. Hey, it's Tuesday. I can't talk to my partner about it on right. Tuesday. And That's so, right. I have a really busy day. I have, I have a, really a full busy day. day. I don't want to do it at the or end of the day. Or he's full. He can't yeah, take he's it. he's got a lot going on. She can't do this. So we, we just find a reason to avoid that discomfort or that risk or that opportunity to look bad, to fail. Um, we're also, we get into a victim mindset we want to be taken care of yeah uh this is what infants do what do infants do they cry they complain and then they wait for somebody to figure out what they want and then bring it to them so it's somebody else's responsibility to to figure out what they want and then bring it to them so a lot of folks say well i I am doing something i'm complaining yeah yeah i mean and i mean what you're saying is a very articulate way of basically saying like that angst that we feel the 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 friction that we feel when we don't like it and we don't really know what to do about it and so there's just this experience of like oh you should just get this you should just know why can't you get this why can't you see that you know especially when it comes to roles around the house it's like can't you see that the trash is overflowing am i the only person living in this house that looks around with their eyes it's like that those are the kinds of complaints and aggression that that's like that comes out yeah and i think it's where people just don't understand the difference between complaining and requesting, right? Like the request is vulnerable. 
hey, I'd like for you to have more sex with me. I'd like for you to do whatever, you know, save money or whatever. Those are the places where our partner would be like, no. And then we're trying to avoid that. No, we're trying to avoid that rejection. So we just say, this sucks. I don't like this. I don't like the way you do that. I don't like the way you do this. And it, it, it creates a little bit more protection from that place where we could get hurt, where we could get denied. And that's what we're we're playing for that. We're playing defense in that scenario instead of, hey, here's what I want. So that first part is that understanding the difference between complaining and bitching and moaning about something versus speaking up and saying, hey, here's what I want instead. The, the next one that I see is that, that we hear is like, I shouldn't have to ask. I shouldn't have to. They shouldn't have to be told what I want. You kind of touched on this Absolutely. just a minute or just a minute ago where it seems obvious to us. Super obvious. Yeah. And I'd like to just, <laughs> just you know, I'm just mean, I don't know anything about this, but <laughs> oh, really? super fucking obvious. <laughs> oh, you want to, no, we need I'm to clear teasing. up. We already cleared it up. I'm teasing now. <laughs> the kitchen seems to be I'm a place. The, the kitchen seems to be the place where there's a lot of obvious stuff for us. Well, let's see. Let's talk about what happens in the kitchen because there's things in the kitchen for me. It's like, you're like, isn't it obvious that the trash needs to be taken out. And I'm like, isn't it obvious the shit that's been on the floor for two days needs to be picked up? So there's places where we miss each other. Absolutely. What I value is different than what you value. That's right. But we assume, hold on, let me finish. Because we we assume that what's valuable to me individually, I I assume that that you get it too, that this is what's valuable to you. So why aren't you getting it? And that's where we miss each other. It's like, oh no, this person doesn't really give a shit about that. They give a shit about something else. So, the- but that's not the thing that gets thought. Like that's not the thought that gets thought. It's like, oh, but instead, it's they just don't care, or they don't care about me, or they don't care about we take uh, it personally this house. Too. They don't care, or they're not. They're just not going to change because they don't see those things intuitively the way that we see. They're not tracking the same things we're tracking. We're not making requests, and so there's this thing around like, oh, I've asked him. He just doesn't ever do it. It's like always up to me to remind him or whatever. And so there's this, there can be a story that gets created of he doesn't, he's not going to change. Right. And that's not true. I think the thing that happens is that they get into these little eddies of complaining or assuming it's obvious or wanting them to just get it because we've said it once or twice before or, or even six times before, but whatever, there's a thing that's missing because People, I mean, for the most part, couples that want to be couples that really want to be together, give a shit. Well, it's also, I give a shit about you and what you value. It may not, it may not be that valuable to me, but if it's valuable to you, I want to hear about it. Right. Yeah, and it may not be in the kitchen. That's a developmental not, piece. I mean, not every couple has that going for him, but, but, but if you think about it, like that's the, that's a step towards health versus totally. a step towards you're only in my life to make me comfortable. Don't get Absolutely. in my way, Absolutely. which is, Hey, we're, we're here to support one another. So let's, what was that smile? <laughs> what was that? I was just thinking about, I don't know if it was yesterday or it was last week or something. You were like, we were talking about this a little bit when you were saying you want to do a podcast and we were talking about roles as it like, should we use the example of roles? Like I'm wanting me wanting, since you've shifted, you're writing a book and all the things that are great about the book and but you're, you're more available to like take our kid to school or pick her up or I whatever. I never said I was more available. <laughs> yeah, so it's obvious <laughs> to me. Anyway, I was smiling because you said, I just remember you standing in the kitchen smiling and being like, everything's awesome as long as nothing changes. <laughs> or something. 
something like that. Like, as long as you don't ask me to do anything more, <laughs> I can't remember how you said it, but it, yeah, it, everything's great as long as you keep keep your mouth shut. Yeah, as long as you keep your mouth shut and do all, do everything <laughs> or something. I can't remember. All right, it was well, good. Okay, so th- there is that thing is like I shouldn't have to ask, but it goes a little deeper because we can start to if we realize, hey, look, we're we're not on the same page here. It can get a little deeper, which is. If my partner doesn't get it, then we're really not on the same page. We're not compatible. Yeah. It's one thing if we just have roommate problems, yeah. right? You can't pick up after yourself and you can't do this and you can't do that. And I don't do the other things that you like. That's just, we'd have those issues with anybody we That's lived true. with. But the aspects about that, that make us partners in our lives together That's is right. different. It was like, oh, wait a second. This person just does not see That's the right. world the way that I do. And that can be really scary. And so when we say, hey, I, I don't want to have to ask you to do this, it's really saying, I want you to see the world in a similar way that I do. I want you to value some of the things that I value so that I don't want to have to come to you and be like, isn't this important to you? And that that's a, that's a deeper. It's a much, it's a great distinction that you just made too, because it, it, it is true. I mean, it, it, this is what this, this is all about. It's like a taproot into these deeper, uh, places where no one's really been trained. There's no classes it's school. You don't go through elementary school or junior or middle school or high school or college where anyone says there's going to be a class or three on how to go through something difficult within relationship and come out okay on the other side. How do you do that skillfully? Mm-hmm. Nobody learned, nobody has been taught that. Right, we watch other people. And so we just kind of fumble fuck our way throughs and fumble fuck our way through. And then what happens is like, we just gloriously fail. <laughs> we just make so many mistakes and it's charged because it's what we care about. And then there's this pressure of like, Oh my God, this is our relationship. And what does it say and mean about us? And there's all the things that it's like, it's just a time bomb waiting to go off. And it, so that's a, a really important distinction of the avoiding, like, and if part I'm scared to, be, and if I'm scared to be in a relationship, right? Just relationships scary anyway. Right, it's a place where we're drawn. We want this connection, but at the same time, it feels like it can become a trap. It feels like it can become a limitation. It's where, it's where we're, we go to lose our energy and our freedom and all of that kind of stuff. So if I'm already on the defense, like oh, I got to watch out about participating, being in this relationship, then I'm going to be on the lookout on for the lookout danger. For so I'm like to support that story. Wait a second, That's right. my partner's not didn't want to read this book. That means That's we're right. not meant that to be. That means I don't care. Yeah. Right. So we start to create. We look for evidence. Yeah for where there's an imbalance and where things are off. And so yeah. we start to build that that kind of worry, like, oh my God, right? And we create this, you know, it's just a lot of resentment, but also just a lot of worry. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, am I in the in the wrong place? But it's not checking it out. It's not, and we'll talk about checking it out in a minute. But um, okay, the things I want to talk about. So what are we really avoiding here? We've been touching on it a bit. It's the discomfort. I don't want to feel the tension. I don't want to go through the conflict. I don't want to experience the arguing, the fighting or the crying. There's risk involved. Uh, I don't want to do There's anything. There's rejection that, involved. Right. Th- right. I don't I don't want to screw something up. I don't want this. You know, if we were to bring up this conversation, it might mean the end of the relationship. It well, might mean the end of something. That's right? what I meant by fumble fucking. Like pretty often, if you're not 
be practicing with somebody who wants to practice or knows how to even is willing to set each other in a context of practice, like we're not going to get this right, then there can be this intention of like, hey, I wanted to bring this thing and oh no, I just made it so much worse. Right. Now there's tears. We were, ha we were having a good day and now yeah. we're having a lousy day. Right. I don't know how many times I've talked to guys that, you know, the expiration dates up on their relationship and, but, and the thing that they're playing against is like, it's not about happiness or what's right in the relationship. They just don't want to be the bad guy. Yeah. They don't want to be the jerk. Like, I don't want to bring this up because then I'm the bad guy if I don't want to be in the relationship yeah. anymore. I'm the bad guy if I'm having a problem about that. So they they want to avoid that the that role or that identity of being mm -hmm. the bad guy. So discomfort, whatever that is, how it feels, uh, the risk, there might be something that, that could damage the relationship or our, our financial situation or whatever it is. There's, some, there's something at risk yeah. there. And then looking bad. Um, and then, you know, that that piece, like, I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to have something blow up in my face and be called out on it, right? I kind of mm -hmm. like if I'm in this place where I'm comfortable and I might be just... Oh, there's I'm, huge I, discomfort I, in what we're talking about doing. Right. I mean, this is, this is actually the act of relating and being willing to stay in a relationship, which means that shit's going to change. Right. Like the way that you do things is not just for you anymore or right. with you anymore. And what you do has impact. And, and so, so well, well, I was gonna say, we stay stuck in what we know. Right. At least, you know, hey, if we're having a sexless marriage and we fight every six weeks about it, at least I know that. Mm -hmm. At least I know that pattern, yeah, which true. is different than yeah. we're gonna go down this road. I don't know what it's gonna cost. I don't know if I'm gonna look like a moron. I don't know yeah. if I'm gonna, you know, be called out for right. something. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. That feels like crap. I'll just yeah. rather stay here in this place where we just kind of die on the vine slowly Absolutely. instead of step into this uncertainty. We don't see the possibility on the other side. All we see are the yeah. scary things that might happen. So that's why we, we just tell ourselves, you know, it's not worth it. Yeah. Let's just, let's just, you know, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Everybody else has problems. So let's just, let's just keep. Yeah, yeah, you're reminding me of something that I do with, I did this a lot with families when I worked with families, but I still do it with couples from time to time when there's a lot of tension and stress just upon the first act session. And there's the question is- So you're just, working with both of I'm them? I'm working with both of them in yeah. the room. And I say like, okay, well, let's just name what's your greatest hope and then what's your biggest fear out of being here, like mm -hmm. doing what you're doing, taking the act of getting help. And- pretty much 98% of the time, the biggest fear is like, this is all going to fall apart. Something big going to be revealed and it's going to, we won't be able to survive it. Mm. Like we're going to split up. Both of them are, are both of them are that. afraid of that. Okay. Yeah. And, and it looks different. Like with one partner might be like the thing that gets revealed, they just won't they're not interested in it. And therefore that tells me that I have to go because right. they're not willing to walk this path with me. And then, or it's like, I'm afraid that whatever gets revealed, she can't handle or he can't handle. And then he'll, it'll be his cue to, mm -hmm. to be like, all right, I'm out. And then what about the things that they're wanting? And the things that they're wanting often, it's like, I want to be able to get through. I want to know that we can get through anything together. Like mm -hmm. I want to be able to bring up the stuff that we haven't been able to do on our own mm -hmm. and like figure it out. Like I, we need help. And I want to be able to know that we can get on the other side of this and be better for it. And, and so, but, but just to speak to that piece. Well, I think that's know, important because that, a lot of times when you, when we talk about, Hey, I'm going to avoid this scenario, we miss that our partner and I are probably, we're probably on the same page, which is we both yeah. don't want to lose the relationship. That's right. And we both want to be in a place where we feel alive. We feel yeah. free. We feel expansive in the relationship instead of 
confined and drained and trapped. And so it's a matter of like, well, we both want the same things and we both want right. to avoid the same things. So we can be allies in this. Right. And that's, that's, that's actually, I want to dovetail off what you just said, because that's a huge piece. It can look a lot of different ways when, when in the approach. So one approach is I'm afraid that this is going to end us mm-hmm. or destroy us somehow. And I'm really scared to get into it, but I, but you know, what are you scared of? Right. And then you're like, well, yeah, I don't want us to break up either. And so then there's that shared piece around like, wow, we both want the same thing. That's very different than, than more of a controlling power over stance, which is like, you better get your fucking shit straight. Otherwise I'm out of here. Like, like an ultimatum. Right. Right. Which is like, this needs to get handled. Otherwise I'm done. Right. Which can be sometimes the line that needs to be drawn, but really when it comes to wanting to work something through or work something out, that's not going to be the way that's going to get you there. It's not co-creative. It's not, hey, we're on the same page, shoulder to There's, shoulder. It's me. It's, it's my ultimatum. You're, it doesn't matter if you're in the room or not. I've made up my mind. It seems powerful to set that boundary, but in reality, it actually just, I don't think it's we get plea. this. I see it as a plea. But I don't think we get the satisfaction in knowing that the, that, the, that the other person really wants it. They're just doing it to avoid the bad thing. Right. I want to feel like you and I are on the same page to create what we want rather than she's only doing this shit because she doesn't want to have something bad happen. Right. And that's where we don't feel that satisfaction. Like, does this person really want to be with me or they that's just right. don't want to be alone? Yeah. I don't want to be plan B, yeah, you know, for I want sure. To, so, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's the, I, I love that. It's like where, where we usually write on the same page where we want the same things and I think this is also great for those people out there that are sitting there like, I don't, I know that I really don't want to be with this person anymore and to own that. Yeah, that's a big deal. But I still want that person to be happy. I for want to sure. be happy. I still want that person. So there's still an alliance there. It's just a matter of that the path might be different. That's right. And so if I care about your happiness, you care about mine, then are you really happy just having a kind of a drone version of me walking around the house instead of somebody that actually wants to be with you? Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's not so we gotta play for, anybody. I think we got to I think the point is we got to play for something bigger than our immediate short term comfort mm-hmm. in this thing. If we're if we're um, if we're going to look at it through that lens, we, we know we don't want to if we, well, maybe we know we don't want something bad. We neither of us wants to feel drained or trapped or stressed out or bored or isolated. Mm-hmm. We do want to feel free or alive mm-hmm. or and have peace of that mind is. and uh, and a deep sense of love and connection. So if we know that that's what we're playing for, let's play for that. Let's go for it. All right. So what do we do? We talked about all the problems. We talked about all the shit that's happening. We talked about all the breakdowns. So what's the, let's talk about the, the process here to start, start helping these folks out. What you got? I mean, really, like we've named some of it already, which is take responsibility. It really like stop the blame game. Stop finding ways to support the story you're telling yourself about whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. Like just knock it off. Or if you don't even know you're doing it, write it out. Here's the story I have about him or her. Here are all the ways that this I see and believe that this is the story is true. Yeah. Right. So, um, so that's a huge piece. And then, and then like get over yourself (laughs) with the story because the story creates power. Like it has, you know, it has a person feeling powerful, like, oh yeah, that's what's going on. Be willing to recognize that you're co-creating whatever's going on. You are 50% at least of what's up. Well, you get to take a hundred percent responsibility for your part in it. 
That's what and I that's, mean. That, like, rec- most people won't take any sense. It's like, it's not me, it's them. Right. So the piece around like recognizing this is a co-created, what, the dynamic that's right. happening, whatever it is, is co-created. Right. We've gone X amount of years without ever bringing X, Y, Z up. And I'm partly, and I've got a responsibility to that. And we only fight this every six weeks, but we don't actually talk about it when we're in a well place. Right. We, when we're resourced, when we want to connect over it. We only bring it up when we're ready to load it for bear. Yeah. I was talking to one woman one time and she was complaining about this guy and what an asshole he was. And I was just like, why is this guy allowed within a hundred yards of you? Yeah. Right. It's just like, That's why, right. why would, why is there, why? So it's that if this, if this top, if this dynamic is there, what part are you playing? This guy's an asshole. This guy's inconsiderate or he's asleep at the wheel. Then why is this person allowed in your life? Like see yeah. where you're choosing to allow this person in there. Why is this woman allowed in your life if it, you know, X, Y, Z is happening? So that's the, that's the part where we don't see how we're, we're taking responsibility that we're not speaking up. Yeah. And I, I want to be mindful of like the way that you spoke to that just now and the context that we're in, um, that can be taken as a story of like, why, why am I even allowing this in my life? It can, it can kind of go towards that ultimatum place. So when, when something's not happening, I think we want to really come back into, all right, what, what can I do? Like, where am I, where am I in this? Am I still, am I just standing in the corner with my arms folded doing the side gaze thing, you know, glaring, or am I leaning in and being willing to say, you know what? I realize that yes. One of the reasons that we fight is that I can't bring the subject up without being angry. I can't bring the subject up without being bitter. I can't, I, I just, I just have so much energy that's not good around this that, um, I, I don't know how to do it another way. Well, so, this is why you get help, right? Yeah. You need a third person in the room. If, if you think about, Hey, I've got a my I've just got my own world of what's happening and you got your own world of what's happening to play facilitator in that process is really, really hard. So, yeah. and, and the reason why most of us aren't, aren't getting help is a, it's just uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. B, it feels like a risk. I don't want to risk. I don't want to put the time and energy and money into something if I don't think it's going to work. But C, it's really that like I don't want I don't want it to be that serious that we had to go get help. There's still a stigma around getting help, especially for men that somehow if we get help, it means we're weak. Now we're really in Shitsville. You well, it's know, just it's just this kind of image like oh man, what will they think of me if they know that my wife and I are, have gone to a counselor? What will they think of us if they know that we've gone and and we had to go get help here? There's still this like. Stigma. We'll take our car to the shop. We'll bring a contractor out to the house to fix our roof. We'll do all these things to get help in that way. But if our relationship's stuck in the ditch for X weeks or months or even years, there's this thing of like, eh, we don't get help. We shouldn't need help. We shouldn't have to deal with that. And like you pointed out earlier, we've had no training in how to do this shit, but somehow yeah. we're supposed to have it figured out and we shouldn't need help. And I just want to poke a hole through that. Get over yourself. Please do, yes. Get help. It's so outrageous. Whatever that might look like. Yeah, it just makes no sense. Okay. And then the third one is speak up. Stop hiding out. Tell us about that. If if your partner's the one that's hiding out and you sense that there's a thing there, ask. What's going on? Yeah, what's up? You seem off today. You seem like you're avoiding me. You, I've noticed that you haven't made eye contact with me today. Yeah. You don't want to be like, I noticed you're bitchy. 
Well, yeah, people do it like that. I mean, that's part of the fumble fucking, but but, it's like, yeah, for sure. But my point is like, it comes out as more (laughs) accurate. Why are you being such a bitch? Why are you being such a bitch? It's not the curiosity (laughs) we're talking about, right? So it's where it puts us on the defense. And, you know, a lot of times guys will tell me, what do I I say so that she doesn't get mad, which is the wrong attitude to take. It's more like, what do I do? I want to convey my curiosity. I want to convey, I want to, I want to convey that I care. And so be willing to ask questions. She might blow up. Yeah. And I think, but I think, I mean, I respect that they're, that's one of the things they ask. And I, I, like, I I get asked that too. And it's, it's, there's sort of this, like, where are you coming from? Are you really genuinely curious or do you just want the problem to go away? Yeah. What's wrong with you? I'm trying to have a good day. What's your problem? Totally. Which is like, are you PMSing or something like that? Basically the message, when you, if you were to say that to me, the message that I'm getting is change your, change whatever's going on over there so I can be more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And, and that's not going to get anybody and it's not getting deepen any kind of connection and yeah, it's not going to help like anybody through a thing relationally. Yeah. I don't like how you're being, you need to change. That's what's getting conveyed there. And, and what it, you're pointing even to if is, you're saying like, no, 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 I really want to know. Like it's, it's, is that how guys talk? <laughs> yeah. They all talk like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they all, all of them across the board. No, okay. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry to throw you off there. The question that I like, it's certainly in my practice, but socially too, the first question I ask people when they're like in their sort of like, this is what's wrong with them, or this is what must be going on, or I don't even know what's going on. Often there's a lot of, I don't know what's going on. And so then my first question is, well, have you asked, have you asked them what's Mm -hmm. going on? And like I said, in the beginning of the interview, silence, nothing. There's not an answer because they haven't gotten curious. <laughs> well, I think it feels like I can't silly. go there, right? And I think I think what we're speaking to is an, is a pretty subtle distinction, which is can I ask without needing them to change, right? So if you're sad, and I and like, hey, what's going on? I know that you're sad. It's a lot different than like, what the fuck's going on, right? This energy, like, I need you to stop being sad because I'm uncomfortable when you're sad, right? right? So yeah. if I don't need you to stop being sad. That's right. I don't right. need you to yeah, stop being angry. Yes. Then it's just like, you help me understand what's going on. Yeah, Seems absolutely. like something's going on for you. What's going on? And then like, I'm just sad because X, Y, Z happened. Okay, got it. You need anything? Okay, then you can go be sad. Go be sad the rest of the day. And, and, and you know, listeners notice the stance, the difference in the stance. Like how you're being right now is like, you're totally fine over there. My well-being is not attached to what you're doing. You're fine to whatever's going on over here. You're just curious. That's all it is. You're just wanting to connect in and know what's right. up. And she may be defensive, big time defensive, right? Mm-hmm. She's got her own shit going mm-hmm. on and just may not want to even own that she's sad. She may have her own stuff going on. Or she that. might not know it. She might be out of touch with it, even though she's walking around with tears in her eyes and you know she can't get out of her pajamas for two weeks. So it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Well, a little extreme. Maybe, yeah. yeah a little practice and self-awareness there. Yeah, but. <laughs> but, but it happens. It's just like, I'm fine, which is how I want to project my, yeah. how things yeah. are, which is, but sure. I'm really not. So, but the point is, is like, see if you can let go of your well-being or needing to attach your well-being to how your partner is, right? And I think a lot mm-hmm. of us are like, I'm only okay when my partner's Big okay. Time. Instead of like, cool, 
they may be sad for the next week or so, but I, I can still just want to mm-hmm. find out, hey, you want to tell me what's going on? Yeah, there. you know, you're reminding me of a thing that you used to do with us. This was years ago, but I always loved it was like if something you'd notice something was going on with me and you'd be like, are you OK? And I'd be like, <laughs> you know, like I'd be all kinked up and I'd be stressed or I'd be like, not now, like I'm just full or I can't I don't even know if I'm not OK about something, but I don't know what. And, and you would always stop and you'd make sure that we made eye contact and you would say, are we okay? And, and there was always this like unwinding and settling for me where I was like, oh my God, yeah, we're, we're fine. (laughs) And so there's this, your curiosity brought that. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful experience for me because I might like, if there was this like, why are you being such a bitch or why are you so stressed out or whatever? I'd be like, oh, now I have a problem with you. You know, right. I have, I had a friend when I was in going into grad school, I lived in the mountains and he would say, let's play a game called clear it up. <laughs> and I just loved that about him. He was an older dude. And, and, um, he was one of the first people that taught me about clearing things up. And so this is something that the listener can really take away, which is, See if you can identify whatever story you're telling about the other person or about what's going on in the relationship. Doesn't have to be true. Doesn't it, have to be justified or that's explained. Right. Just what's the story? What's Just the assumption? What's the story? Name it, one. Like what? Uh, you don't care. I got a story that says you don't care. About, you don't care. You, know, about you don't what really I'm doing. care about mm-hmm. me, or you don't really care about us. Mm-hmm. You care more about this than us. Or I, you, got, I got a story that says you don't you don't give a shit about our finances and that's why you do whether I've got a story that says you, you you're kind of done with the relationship. You don't find me attractive anymore. Whatever those things, whatever yeah. that story might be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whatever it is. Or, or it could be something like I'm thinking of roles too. Like, like we go back to the overloading trash and it could be a story like you're just waiting for me to do it. If you wait long enough, then I'll, you know that I'll be the one to do it. Okay. So instead of being like, you're just waiting for the da da da. Now, now it puts me on the defensive, which is like, I've got a story. Are you waiting for me to tell you or ask you to take the trash out? And even like, so there's, and with that one is good because it's complex. It's like, there's a story within a story that what you just said around, like, are you waiting for me to take a, tra- take the trash out is presumes that that person sees that the trash is overflowing and that matters to them. Oh, so, right. so we're, we're getting into like the breakdown of how many, how fast this can escalate, which right. is why it's tricky. But it's like, if, if you, so the practice is to like slow way down right. and try to identify what are some of the stories, the assumptions, the the beliefs that you see are going on with the thing that you struggle with? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all him. He's just got all this trauma or oh, he just won't stop smoking pot or like, oh, he just doesn't give a shit. He's just, he's not emotionally intelligent. It mm-hmm. could be anything. And, and, and that's one story that you're holding. So there's one, one possibility of like, are you just a, like infantile emotionally or what? That's that would be like confirming the story in the curiosity. So you don't want to go there. Okay. <laughs> right? But It's also confronting. It's very yeah. And it's going to put the person in a defensive place. Well, and it's kind of a put down. I mean, it's, it's like there's an element of it's like I've already decided that you're emotionally infantile and yeah. I'm just going to 
say it to I don't you, see you and as see a how peer. you respond. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see you as a peer. I don't see you as a partner. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is- and yeah. So, so I mean, the, the whole clear it up thing. So that's what, and also that curiosity really blends with that nicely, which is like, have you asked what's going on here? Have you asked if this person like sees that, that when the trash is full, it needs to be taken out. Mm-hmm. Have you asked how not having sex impacts them? Mm-hmm. I have noticed we haven't had sex in three weeks. And it is, and I've got a story that you don't notice that. Is that true? Yeah. Right. Right. And so the not noticing is loaded, right? If you ask that, because it'd be like, oh, are you saying I don't care about sex? Immediately a, no, a new story shows up. Right. But if we stay with the curiosity of like, wow, that's hard for me to hear because I thought that we had a lot of sex or whatever. Right. And then are we still even here in the same room while we're checking out stories? Because so many new ones want to come in. Right. We get lost so, in the stories instead of what what's actually happening there. Yeah. And it's easy to layer them so fast. So it's like, hang on, slow down. I just want to find out if you, that's been on your radar. Let's slow that down. That's a, that's a good one, right? So, hey, I've noticed we, here's the thing that's happened or we can objectively look at and measure. This is a good one. Where is the trash? Trash isn't, trash is full. We haven't had sex in three weeks, right? So there's the thing. And then there's a story we attach to that, okay? Yeah. And the story we attach to that is the thing that pisses us off. Right. We, we make it mean something. So the trash being full is not necessarily the thing that pisses off. It's what we make it mean. Oh, my, my partner's trying to piss me off or they don't, we're not on the same page or they're not listening to me or they're disrespecting me. We, that's the thing that has us be like, Ugh. or they or my, only care about themselves. They only care about so themselves. Or, yeah, yeah. I don't matter. So that's the thing that has us get resentful or we haven't had sex in three weeks. My partner doesn't care about me. My partner doesn't find me attractive anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the part that hurts. Yeah. So there's the objective thing we can look at. Okay, we haven't had sex in three weeks. Then we can check it out. We can check that story out. Hey, is it? Or, and we can even just get okay. Like we can even just see if it's okay. Like, are you okay? I've noticed this is what's mm-hmm. going on. Is everything okay with you? Instead mm-hmm. of assuming, even all, drawing this huge conclusion that you don't want to be with me anymore. But, right. but it's just, just to recognize those things. Here's the objective thing. What's the story I'm creating as a result of that? Mm-hmm. That's my story. That's my story alone. Mm-hmm. It might be right. Mm-hmm. could be right. Mm-hmm. But when we jump to the conclusion that it's right and it's true, that's where we break connection. Mm-hmm. And that's where the other person can feel wronged. Is like, wow, mm-hmm. you don't get what's going on for me. That hurts. You don't, you don't, you don't care about what's actually happening to me. You've already decided what's going that's on for right. me without talking to me about it. And I think that's where couples get into a hard, get in where they wound one another is when they, they just assume, I know what's going on for you. I don't have to ask. That's right. And there's a thing of like, no, you do motherfucker. Like I, I'm, I'm a part of this. You don't just tell, you don't just decide what's going on for me. Yeah. It reminds me of a couple that I saw not that long ago that, and, and she was like, you know that this hurts me when you do this thing and yet you'd keep doing it. So are you intentionally trying to hurt me? Like the question wasn't there. It was more like I, I spoke, I just spoke that as a question, but that was what I worked with her on was like, why don't you ask? You know, this hurts me hurt you. instead of, it was like, you're, you're, you're trying to hurt me. You know that this hurts me. You know that this upsets me and you just did it again. So, so there's the, the assumption. Fuck? Yeah. The assumption, the assumption is, is like, he he's doing this to hurt me. He doesn't uh, care. Right. So it's an attack. Well, it's a, it's defense. assumed it's a defense based no, no, no. on it's the assumed. story of the attack. It's assumed that, that, that he's trying to attack her 
in yeah, that way. Yeah, the story right. is, yeah. Which of course would have you or feel the, the pissed story, off or you hurt. know, he doesn't care. And, he, you know, that's, there's lots of stories that could be told about that. So it's like slow way down. Okay. That's the thing we just want to, you know, that's a tool that we can use right now. We can use it everywhere and just start to notice, hey, this thing just happened. What's the meaning? What's the story? What's the assumption I just attached to it? Because it's different for everybody. Mm -hmm. We go in and watch a movie. All three of us walk out with different versions of what happened in the movie. You have different stories based on the thing that we watched on the screen. Mm -hmm. And we assume that what I saw and what you, right. is what you saw too, right. and what you interpreted. Yeah. And that's where connection breaks down. That's where totally. trust breaks down, especially when I just automatically assume you see it happening this way. You turn on the, you watch these idiots fight on cable television on the news. They assume that the other person gets their point of view and that they're crazy. Yeah. Like you're it's that you're, old story of the three blind men touching the elephant and each of them speaking of their own experience. Yeah. And that's a, that's a thing in couples is that, and, and often that relational sort of one-on-one that we never learn, which is like, we both have really different experiences and they can both be true. It doesn't mean that our stories are true, but how they occur, how the interaction or the exchange or whatever, how it lands for me is still true to me in my experience, but they are, they can be radically different, which is why they can, people can seem like they're on different planets. Okay. So, so part of this, what we're talking about doing with curiosity, what we're talking about doing with playing cleared up, what we're talking about doing with that kind of being willing to make mistakes and explore in the name of connecting is that there is this willingness to see another perspective other than your own, even when your own is really, 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 really important and you really want it to be seen and so heard obvious. and it's so obvious and everybody should know and everybody should get me and all the things. Get out of yourself. It, what would happen if you suspended, you know, could you suspend your own stance, your own thoughts, your own beliefs in, in the willingness to put yourself in the other person's scenario? Okay. Experience. So, so we'll wrap it up here. The things I want you guys to take away, just really clean and clear if you're complaining, turn it into a request, right? If you find mm -hmm. yourself bitching and moaning about something, get really explicit about what you want instead. Quit playing defense and name it. Hey, I'd, I, I would like to have this. Could, would you be willing to do that, right? Um, that's the first thing. And number two, slow down, get your head out of your ass. Don't assume that everybody sees the world and assumes the same things that you do. Um, assume that they've got a completely different perspective or a completely different experience on a situation than you do. So that's where you can get curious. You can figure out what yours is. So if X happened, okay, now this is my experience of it. This is my interpretation of it. This is my story about it. Let me go see what's true for her. Let me go see what's happening for her instead of draw, jumping to conclusions that will obviously her behavior says X, Y, Z. Right. It's not obvious. Go check it out. Um, and then this, just understand this is really tough. We don't get trained this stuff at younger yeah. ages. Get help. Yeah. Go find somebody that can help you out. You can get really specific. We want to get through this particular, mm -hmm. this particular challenge. But if you learn these skills of just checking these, these types of things out, I find that we trigger each other way less. Mm -hmm. We, we, we offend one another way less. It doesn't feel like we're being attacked anymore. We feel more like allies. We feel more like peers. And that's usually where things can get cleared up. We can work mm -hmm. on things when we when we when we treat each other as partners instead of um, somebody who's dangerous. Like I've got to I've got to be on guard about mm -hmm. this person because they're going to blow up or whatever. So th let's keep it really simple uh, and and have that takeaway. Anything you want to add? 
I just would say, I was thinking about your title, your subtitle to this show. And I was thinking like for the people that are personal development junkies, like this is the fun part. This is actually the fun part where you really get to know somebody else and yourself while connecting with them. Mm -hmm. When we're in contact with another person is often the time where we get to know ourselves most. And we don't get to do that when we just kind of stay in our own little heads and worlds and stories. Okay. I was going to share something kind of edgy. Uh, we, I do it. I got to go. I have a client. All right. So the, the website that has uh, the women masturbating mm-hmm. and then watching the women masturbate and how different it was for each of them. Yeah. They're, they had different things yeah. that they learned how to pleasure themselves. Totally. There's a, there's a, there's a presupposition. A lot of it's like, this is the way to do it, right? This oh, is the God, way to yeah. touch a woman. This is the way to touch. And even depending on the time of the month it is for a woman, totally. it's, it's a different way to touch her. So just borrowing that mindset that we can't assume we might be right that it's this is how you would touch a woman at this particular point or this is how you would talk to this person it's different for each of us and it's it's really sorry it's it's really a brain training i mean what you're talking about like this is the way to do it our brains naturally do that like if you see dots in in the form of a circle you're gonna say that's making a circle it's just dots in a configuration on a page but our brains are like no no no, it's making a a circle and are so it's really really natural all we're talking about that's everything that's going on it's supernatural that it happens and you're the stance that you're talking about coming from is that level of like beginner's mind. What if I didn't know? What if it was different? Even today? if I've been with this person for 10 years, what if I didn't know? Absolutely. And that's the thing we're trying to avoid. We're like, Oh, I, just, I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to have to go through the effort. I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to have to, it's just like, I want to be done. So that mindset of completion, I want to be done. I want to have it handled is the thing that's eroding our relationships. It's, it's, the thing I, it's that's ironic that it's like the thing that we want to bring us peace or safety or whatever is the thing that has us feel least alive. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. If you want to learn more about Allison, you can go to allisonlanier.com, A-L-Y-S-O-N-L-A-N-I-E-R.com. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> there were a couple of points where I was like, I just look into your eyes and I was like, what are we talking about? <laughs> He's so handsome. <laughs> All right. I really got to go. If these interviews are helping you, then please visit The New Man on iTunes and leave us a positive review so others can discover the show more easily. Thanks for listening.